Welcome to the MedTech Talent Lab, the number one catalyst for advancing careers and building high-performance teams. Sponsored by the Anthony Michael Group, helping companies secure in-demand talent in regulatory affairs, quality, clinical, engineering, R&D, and other areas for medical device, digital health, diagnostics, and other organizations across the U.S. life sciences sector. Here's your host, Mitch Robbins. All right. Hey, hey, Mitch Robbins and Adam Sapi from the Anthony Michael Group coming to you live again here from the MedTech Talent Lab podcast. If you're joining us for the first time, uh, we run a podcast that talks about all things talent related within the med tech and the greater life sciences industry. Adam and I are from the Anthony Michael Group, veteran headhunters in our own right. We help organizations across the life sciences, most recently in medical device, digital health, and diagnostics, to build high-performing teams in a variety of areas like regulatory and quality, clinical. We've done a lot of work in market access and reimbursement, but we come to you live each and every week at 11 o'clock Pacific, 2 o'clock Eastern here on LinkedIn, where we're happy to field your questions and kind of uh, bring to you the hot topic for the week. Simultaneously, check out the MedTech Talent Lab podcast wherever you consume your content podcast-wise. We've got almost 70 episodes, and I've had the fortunate opportunity to interview a variety of leaders on all things talent-related. So how you doing, Adam? Happy Wednesday to you. I'm doing great. Happy Wednesday to you, too. I'm happy that you are here as my right-hand guy, especially for this topic, because today we're going to be talking about the idea that... Sorry, I'm pulling up our live feed. Oh, uh, we're nice. going to talk about this scenario where a candidate has an offer from an organization and they're excited about the job. They're pretty excited about the offer, but they've got this itch in the back of their mind that, that's telling them they're not ready to accept because they're in the thick of another interview process. Or it could be perhaps two or three other processes. Yeah. And the context for the show is, or I should say the major question in hand that you and I are going to tackle is, okay, now what? What do I do? How do I yeah. not lose this offer? But uh, at the same time, you know, how do I keep going through the process to see what I'm going to get and yep. kind of stop right there and, and turn it to you. If you're joining us live, thank you for being here. Feel free to throw comments in. Uh, let us know that you're here. Let us know if you're getting value from this. Let us know what questions you have. and We'll, we'll tackle them head on. But Adam, pick up from there if you would. Number one, have you seen this recently? I have seen it recently. Yeah. And, and that's, this is a fairly common thing. And, and everyone, I think the dream scenario is, hey, look, I'm going to start interviewing. I've mentally gone there. I'm ready to make a move. I'm going to interview with five different companies and get five offers within one hour of each other, lay them all out on the table, and then you know calculate it in my scoring system or my spreadsheets or or whatever it is or gut feel. And then it the the computer is going to spit out, hey, this is the best answer for you personally and professionally. And then you go there and everyone's happy and you have no second thought or that itch that you had described of, gosh, did I make the right decision? This one's burning, you know, still still uh, lingering in my mind. Did I, should I have taken that role? So yeah, there's a lot to unpack here. One, we, I always advise people don't get too far down the road with really more than two, possibly a third. If it makes a lot of sense, don't interview for with four or five, six, seven places at a time. It j there's a whole bunch of reasons why that doesn't make sense. But the scenario I laid out is very atypical, very rare. A lot of times you're going to interview and some are going to move faster than others, and some might have seven steps, and one have, and some have two or three steps. So you're not going to likely end up with an offer 
from multiple companies, you know, the same time or within a day or two where you would have the, the liberty of, of really fleshing everything out before you need to give one an answer and not leave them on a hook. So a lot of times you're in this spot that you just described, Mitch, where, hey, I have an offer. I feel pretty good about it, but I have a final interview booked, you know, three days out and then another one for next week. What do I do? Do I take this one, the bird in hand mindset, and then tell the other two, hey, sorry, I'm out? Or do I roll the dice and and see those others through with, you know, the knowing that, hey, I'm I'm likely going to offend it this one or possibly lose it. And they'll rescind the offer. How do I make that decision? So guys, please understand this. Any organization that's going to eventually get be lucky enough to bring you on board and have the signed offer acceptance in their hand wants to make sure that you feel good about it and that you're excited yeah. because keep in mind, they're going to have an issue on the other hand, and that's called retention, right? And so if you're going to join the organization, they want to make sure it's pretty solid and solidified the, for the reasons that you want to be there. So yeah. with that said, there, most companies will should appreciate the fact that you're trying to do as much due diligence as you can up front to make the best educated decisions for yourself personally and professionally. And, and so here's a couple like strategies that you can leverage right away, especially if you're finding yourself in this situation now or in, in the upcoming weeks. Number one, when you start to get to the point where you feel like an offer is going to be coming, because you should always be asking what is the next step in the process or they should yeah. be telling you that, right? Yeah. So yeah. before they make that offer, explain that you're very excited, explain that you feel like you need to do your due diligence, that you're involved with another interview process or two. And that you really would like to see that through. It's not that they're second choice by any means, but that for you to make the most educated decision, you want to have all the facts. Yep. And at this point in the process, you're not. Then ask them, you know, if they want to make an offer, ask them how much time are they allotting on their end? Maybe they say three days and you say, can we make this a week? Please understand my uh, situation. I don't yep. have all the facts. And so it would be negligent on my behalf to make this decision without all the education, right? Yep. Any good organization is going to understand that it's a tough market, that there's competing for the same talent, and that they want you to make the right decision. This is also the time that you can start to, you know, professionally drag your feet as well. Maybe there's questions about the benefits that you weren't sure about. Maybe that you spoke to the hiring manager, but you still have outstanding questions after you met the whole panel and you want to circle back and have another conversation. There's yep. ways that you can stay engaged in this process without feeling like, oh, this is the end of the line. They need a decision. I got to make it. Thoughts on that, Adam? A hundred percent. Yeah. And it's a little bit of a balancing act, right? Because you, I think you and I both use the analogy, the, the proposal analogy. Hey, if you get down on a knee and propose to somebody and they say, hey, thank you, let, give me a week or two and I'll see if I can do any better. And then I'll get back to you with an answer. That doesn't feel good, right? So we want to make sure we're not giving that, sending that message to the you know, would be put, you know, uh, employer. But I think like you said, there's a tactful way to do that. Hey, I'm, I'm excited. I'm doing my due diligence. I don't have all the facts yet. Could you please, would you please, you know, give me 48 hours or 72 hours or a week? Like you said, you know, a week is probably on the longer end of that time frame. But if you do it tactfully and, and educate them on why you're coming up with that timeline, a lot of times they will. They might come back and say, well, fair enough. We're going to keep the interview process going. So just know if, you know, we might find somebody in that next week and rescind your offer and, and extend an offer to them. That's the risk uh, of doing that. And, and hopefully you would understand their spot. But I think that, yeah, either it's a tough market and you want to make sure it's not just a short-term win. Hey, they accepted, they signed their offer letter. It's, hey, they're coming aboard and they're excited to be here and they're going to be here for 
months and years, you know, uh, you know, preferably three to five years. So we want to make sure they have done all their homework and feel really good about their answer. And don't be afraid to explain that you're in multiple interview processes. Don't feel like yeah. you got to hold that back. And because then they're going to wonder it just like Adam said, like, well, what is the problem then? Yeah. If, if we made you an offer, you're not ready to decide what, what are we missing here? Yeah. The other piece is that I would create some urgency with the organizations that you're interviewing with who aren't as far along in the process yep. and be transparent with them. Hey, respectfully, I understand that you have a process to run. I'm really excited about this opportunity, but in full transparency, I had, I was a step ahead with another company and they're ready to make me an offer out of respect for this process. I don't want to accept that without knowing the full details. So a couple things, number one, um, where do I fall within your candidacy or within yeah. candidate ranks? That's a number great question. Two, yeah. You want me to interview with the panel in a week and a half. Is there any way that we could, I could be available day and night if I need to? Is there any way that we can expedite this? I hope you can appreciate my situation. Is there yeah. something that we can work out? And really feeling empowered to create some of that urgency with the other organizations. Because guess what? Just like the first company I told you doesn't want to have you rushed and make a half-assed decision, so to speak, yeah. the other company doesn't want to lose you. Yeah. So naturally, they're going to want to do what they can. And any good company, uh, is going to be able to kind of, you know, uh, pivot a little bit and expedite for somebody that they really truly are trying to court. Yeah, you and they can usually compress timelines to compete, you know, for that chance to compete. And I think to your point, some folks are reluctant to share with them that they're interviewing in more than one place. You want to make sure you're not doing that as a, you know, flexing that as a, a leverage piece, even though you do have leverage from it. You don't want to be like, hey, I'm interviewing with five other places. I could take it or leave it here and then and show nonchalance there. But it feels much better to be fully transparent there and then and then be able to come back to them and go, you know what, this was a really tough decision. It came down to you and one other company. I am actually going to accept another offer versus you're totally blindsiding somebody at the 11th hour where they felt really good and you hadn't communicated to them that, well, I'm actually, you know, finally on two or three different roles. But that's also a great question to ask, hey, where do I stack up? Because that might, you know, go into your equation as well. You might feel like I'm down to these two jobs, well, that other job might be like, well, off the record, we have an internal candidate that's going to step up. We had to go through this process for compliance, or we already feel really good about somebody else, or we have an offer that's extended, the verbal offer, and we're just waiting on, on that. Okay, well, that's a game changer. Then, boom, I'm not going to potentially ruffle feathers at the one I have that I feel good about. I'm ready to accept that offer and, and, you know, and move on. Absolutely. And, you know, people are inherently good. And so they want, they want good vibes in the marketplace for their own company too. Sure. And so being as transparent as you can without obviously giving away the cards that are most important as far as negotiate, you know, negotiating your yeah. offer, but being as transparent as you can is a great thing. The other thing is, is that have the confidence. It's okay to help an organization drive their interview process. You don't have to abide by everything they say in terms of, well, we can't, we can't meet with you for another week and a half. Yeah. Or it's like, Get creative. Adam and I have to do this every single day. Well, I know you want me to meet with four people in a week and a half, but one of them's not available. So that's why you're pushing it out. Could I do three video meetings in the meantime? And yeah. if those go well, you know, we'll deal with the last piece. The other thing too, this is probably the last thing I would say is be super honest with yourself. If you've come to the finish line with a job, ask yourself, do, am I trying to see through the interview processes for the others because it's a fear of missing out and I just want to see you know, I hate to say this, but ego wise, if I'm going to get offers from every place I interviewed, yeah, or is it that this place isn't maybe isn't necessarily your first choice, but it feels good to have that offer in hand. And so you really want to see through the other ones. Is it that 
you genuinely are on the fence and you just don't have enough data from the others to rank them fairly. But really be honest with yourself and ask these types of questions because you may be delaying the acceptance of an offer for no reason if it's yeah. truly you know, the ego or the fear of missing out that's getting in the way. I'm chuckling because I had that as a note too. And I, I learned that from you, shoot, probably eight, nine years ago. And that's a good question to ask somebody. Hey, let me, let's walk through a couple hypothetical scenarios. How do you feel? You know, basically, hey, how do you feel if I call you and say, hey, that other opportunity didn't pan out or you find out you're not getting an offer there? Are you really bummed out? Like, oh, that was my dream job. Or are you actually relieved? Then that gives you clarity to accept this one and not feel bad about it. Well, there's your answer. Or, hey, what do you, what are your thoughts if this one that you're kind of on the fence about or hemming and awing about or haven't given an answer, if they call you tomorrow and say, hey, we have to rescind our offer, um, are you like, holy cow, no, 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 I messed up and, you know, I want this back? Or, okay, thank you. That I, I, I didn't have the courage to decline it, but, you did it for me. And, and this really is the right opportunity. You know, this is, really is the right decision for all parties. Those mental games or, or uh, scenarios, I guess, role-playing scenarios can really provide clarity and insight, I think. Absolutely. Guys, it's Mitch Robbins, Adam Soppy, the MedTech Talent Lab podcast. Each and every week, we tackle a new talent topic all within the greater life sciences industry. Check out the MedTech Talent Lab podcast wherever you consume content. I've interviewed so many different leaders. We're at 70-something episodes at this point. We're going to wrap in a minute for the day, but we've got some questions here on LinkedIn, uh, Adam. Uh, Bailey and Preeti and Malika have all said hello. Hey, guys. Thanks for being here live. Um, Bailey, what are the risks of accepting the first offer of three potential roles and then accepting the offer from the third within or just before the first week of starting the first position? Oh, that's a loaded question, man. I would say don't do that, please. I, I, I mean, it's a, it's a really slippery slope. This is such a small world, and in medtech, it can get even smaller. And I would say, what are the reasons that, you that somebody would decide to do that? Is it that they didn't have enough information from the third, and then they felt like, I don't have a choice. I'm going to lose this offer if I don't accept it. But then the third becomes the better one before you start. I mean, just realize the amount of time and energy people are putting into an interview process. And would you want to be left at the altar a week before you're supposed to start? Probably not. Um, it's a tough question to answer, too, because I know that there are scenarios where you can't get the third employer to move fast enough and you've strung the first offer on long enough. I would then say to myself, does the organization number, job offer number one? Do I feel that I can be happy working with the team within that type of culture? Am I excited about the scope of responsibility? Do I see this as an opportunity that is going to help with my career growth trajectory enough uh, to be satisfied? And is the compensation fair and competitive against what I've seen in the market? If I can answer those questions and I could feel good with that, then I would take the offer, be a you know, man of my word and, and move forward. If not, then I would maybe let it go and roll the dice and keep interviewing and see what happens. That's my best answer given, you know, given how I feel today, I guess. But uh, overall, what's your thoughts, Adam? Yeah, same. Um, exactly right. If you don't, if you don't feel great, it's basically that's it. I mean, the, the karma is a real thing. I believe in it. And uh, medtech is such a small world and most industries are small. So if you plan to work for another 20 or 30 years, don't burn bridges. Um, and then also conversely, hey, if you accept an offer and you feel good about it, and then that, that third one comes up a week later, a month later, six months later, 
keep those doors open. You, you just never know. You might end up there in two years or five years or 10 years, but you can maintain those open lines of communication without burning the bridge on either of them. But I, yeah, I think it's a really bad, op- uh, really bad idea to accept an offer, start the onboarding and background process and everything else, and then take another offer. When you accept an offer, you should be prepared to withdraw your candidacy from any other uh, opportunity. 100%. And also to combat and decline a counteroffer from your current company, because if you haven't gone there mentally, you should. And because it wouldn't feel good about you either. Hey, you're ready to start. I've seen LinkedIn posts about that, right? Recently. Hey, I'm ready to move for a job. And then they rescind my offer a week before I'm moving to across country or whatever the scenario is. That doesn't feel good. So put yourself in their situation. That's essentially what you would be doing to them. Absolutely. So two key things that you said. Number one, when you accept the offer, go ahead and professionally remove yourself from the process. Don't keep the process going knowing that you've no. accepted an offer. Yep. And two, if you're genuinely not ready, if you've done your best to be transparent with the organization, tell them that you need a little bit more time. And you've done your best to create urgency with the others and they're not coming together. You got, you're at a crossroads. You got to make a decision. Yep. Do I want to accept the offer? Do I want to respectfully decline? Recognizing that if the job still happens to be open and the only reason you didn't accept is because you were trying to do the rest of your due diligence and the other ones didn't pan out, guess what? You can always turn around and, and reopen that door and explain that you respect the fact that they could only wait so long, but you weren't yeah. ready, but the job's still there and, and you've done your homework and yes, now you're ready Full to accept. Full steam ahead, yeah. you'd love to join the company and see if you can yep. re-engage in those conversations. We're going to ramp up for the day, Adam. I appreciate you being here. We're going to be here next week. Guys, if you're here with us live, thanks a lot. You could be anywhere with your attention. You chose to be here, so thank you. We hope that it's been of value. Uh, leave a note and let us know, did you get something from this? What are your takeaways? What topics would you like us to cover in future episodes? And uh, we will see you again Uh, Next week, Wednesdays, 11 o'clock Pacific, 2 o'clock Eastern. Thanks. Thanks, Adam. You bet. Thanks for listening to the MedTech Talent Lab podcast. For more content-rich episodes, log on to theanthonymichaelgroup.com or subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform.